0: Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Well, amen. We're following the Apostle Paul on his second missionary journey, and we're at Acts chapter number 18. If you'll turn there, Acts chapter uh, number 18. And of course, uh, we saw the last couple of weeks that uh, he went from from Thessalonica, uh, and then he went to uh, Berea. We're following Paul, second missionary journey. Uh, And then he went to Athens, specifically Mars Hill, uh, last week. Uh, And then verse number one, after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth a a little discouraged. He came to Corinth a little blase, a little uh, just not as, 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 as encouraged as he has been in the past. Chronic and undealt with discouragement uh, leads to depression. Uh, And so because Paul was dealing with it here, uh, we're going to deal with it uh, today. Uh, And understand first, I I think the first step is realizing that that we all deal with discouragement. Would anybody agree with that? Well, we all do. We all do. Uh, One of the greatest leaders of the Old Testament, at least, Moses uh, during an extremely hard time, said, God, why have you afflicted me like this? And uh, wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all these people upon me? Have I conceived all these people? Have I begotten them? Uh, that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in thy bosom as a nursing father, beareth the sucking child unto the land which uh, thou swearest unto their fathers. When should I have flesh to give unto this people? For uh, they weep unto me, saying, Give us flesh that we may eat. I'm not able to bear all this people alone because it's too heavy for me. Uh, And if thou deal thus with me, kill me. Kill me, I pray thee. Uh, Well, he's up in years when he said that, you may say. How about Joshua, his younger counterpart, when they uh, get to Ai, that defeated Ai, those deaths at Ai, alas, O Lord God. Wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. Elijah, who traveled a day's journey and depressed under that, that juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life. Job. Boy, if Job had to deal with discouragement, I promise you will have to deal with discouragement. Uh, Job, the man that was perfect and upright, uh, a man that fears God and eschews evil, there's none like him in all the East, there's uh, none like him in all the world, yet there was a time where he cursed the day of his birth. Uh, There was a time when Job uh, complained bitterly of God's treatment to him. Uh, Wasn't Jeremiah's nickname the weeping prophet? Uh, And because Christ uh, was was despised and rejected of men. Uh, That's why he was a man of sorrows uh, and acquainted with grief. And oh yeah, by the way, Paul's going through it here. And oh yeah, by the way, uh, you can add your name to that laundry list because sooner or later, uh, eventually, discouragement will come knocking at your door. Uh, And and so Paul, Paul in our text, uh, the hero of of our text is uh, taking his turn in that land of discouragement. He's been traveling Asia Minor. He's been strengthening the churches. He's been uh, having great successes and huge revivals and, and, and multiplied victories, uh, except in that last meeting that he had, uh, specifically Mars Hill, but Athens. Uh, not much success, Athens. Uh, not many results, Athens. Uh, nothing to write home about. And after these things, Paul departed from Athens uh, and came to Corinth. A fifty-three-mile journey, uh, relatively by himself. A time to reflect. A time to ruminate. And uh, and it was his turn to to depress. He departed from Athens, a little down, a little discouraged. He comes to Corinth, uh, quite depressed. And you say, "Well, uh, pastor, are you reading into that text?" Uh, let's hear what Paul has to say about that town uh, in First Corinthians chapter two. Paul. Uh, tells his state of mind while he's there uh, at Corinth, he said, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Uh, That's the town he's coming to now. Uh, In verse number one, I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. In fact, God has to run to his side in verse number nine and say, hey, don't be afraid, Paul. Uh, You can make it, Paul. Hey, hey, don't be discouraged, Paul. And and let me say this. If God has to run to his side to encourage him, uh, it kind of denotes the fact that he's probably a little discouraged. A little discouraged. And so uh, I want to give five, six reasons for that discouragement. And I think you'll see up more as we go. But then at the same time, the solutions for that uh, discouragement. Is everybody ready? Uh, You got your pen out, ready to go? Uh, put down point number one. Point number one, uh, notice first the friendship of his companions. The friendship uh, of his companions. Now, uh, the problem with that, he's traveling almost alone for 53 uh, miles, almost uh, by himself. Uh, in verse 5, Silas and Timothy are back in Macedonia, and so uh, they're not uh, uh, with him. That, that isolation can take discouragement and turn it into depression. Depression. Hey, we're not built to do life alone. We're not built to do life alone. It's not good that man should be alone. I've set the solitary in families, not just physically, but also spiritually. Hey, that's why God has the church. It's not meant for us to do life alone. Iron. As iron sharpeneth iron, so a friend sharpeneth the countenance of... Uh, of his friends, but Paul's traveling uh, alone. Look at verse number 2. Now, that's a problem with Silas Timothy uh, back there. Uh, But then in verse 2, he found a certain Jew named Aquila, uh, born in Pontius, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla and so the problem on that journey was uh, he's all by himself to to ruminate and to uh, think about and to to replay the yes the goods but but a lot of times we tend towards uh, ruminating and rehearsing and uh, replaying the bads and so uh, it left him discouraged discouraged and so uh, one of the first things he wanted to do was reconnect with someone that fellowship that that companionship that that refreshing that that sharpening that friends have uh, with friends. And so uh, Aquila and Priscilla, Aquila and Priscilla, verse 3. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought for uh, by their occupation they were tent makers. Uh, and then in verse number five, Silas and Timothy rejoin. Uh, it's the friendship of companionship that lifts. The friendship of companionship that that refreshes. The wise man said Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. The friendship of companionship. I think about how uh, Jonathan strengthened David uh, during some of David's darkest days. That, that true friendship, that, that true friendship that truly encourages. Isn't that what church is all about? In Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 24, let us consider one another. Uh, Let us be mindful of one another. Let's make sure that that we're aware of what, what one another are going through to provoke unto love and to good works, to to live, to to provoke and to love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together uh, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, provoking and considering and uh, and encouraging and uh, and exhorting one another. By, By the way, don't blurb past Aquila and Priscilla, the commonality they had with the Apostle Paul. In verse number two, because he realized Boy, I need some companionship, some friendship, some some refreshment from from friends. Uh, He he went straight to Aquila and Priscilla to to have that uh, refreshment. Uh, But but understand, they had a commonality. Verse 6. Verse number uh, uh, 6, he went to them. Uh, He went to them. Verse number 3, I'm sorry. Uh, Because uh, he was of the same craft. Uh, he abode with them the same craft, and what? For by their occupation, they were tent makers, the same craft. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why a lot of our life groups and small groups are by life stage. Uh, uh, what we're all going through. We have that connection, that commonality, whether it's uh, young couples or singles or a senior saints kind of a class. But the commonality, that common connection. Uh, but then also... Uh, Our Wednesday workshops are by topics, even more than uh, just life stages because all 20-somethings aren't going through the same thing. All 30-somethings aren't going through the same thing. Uh, But those topics, boy, we have that grief share. We've uh, provided that for a long time. That grief share, that encouragement, that refreshment uh, of true companionship. And so, discouraged? uh, If you're going through discouragement, hey, make sure the friendship, that friendship, Friendship, that friendship uh, of companionship. I think about Paul when uh, he addressed it in another place in 2 Timothy chapter 4. He said, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, uh, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans, to Galatia, Titus, uh, unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. And my first answer, no man stood with me, uh, but all men forsook me. Boy, and it's a dangerous time when you're all by yourself discouraging. It's a dangerous time when you're all by yourself discouraging. And so Paul, uh, the cause of it, the correction of it, number one, the friendship of his companions. Put down number two. Uh, Not just during those down times, those dark times, those discouraging times. Boy, make sure you have the right friends. Make sure you have the right friends. But then also make sure you have the right focus. The right focus. Uh, number two, the focus on the cross. The focus on the cross. Look at verse 5. And when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit, pressed in the spirit, and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. It's almost as if he reevaluated and refocused on the cross, and on uh, Christ. And I understand at Athens he uh, blurbs about the resurrection. That's why they called him to Mars Hill. Uh, At Athens, it was in chapter 17, verse number 18, he blurbed about the resurrection. And then, uh, again, uh, at Mars Hill, he he blurbed about the resurrection in chapter 17, verse number 31. But it was more of a polished message, not so much a powerful message. Uh, It was more of a fine-tuned, well-spoken, rehearsed uh, uh, message, uh, rather than an impactful message. But when he came to Corinth, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech like at Mars Hill, or uh, of wisdom like at Mars Hill, uh, but declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ uh, and Him crucified. He goes on in verse 4. And uh, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words. It wasn't uh, waxing eloquent. It wasn't uh, with man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. He uh, refocused back on the fundamentals. He, he, he got back to the basics. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1. For the preaching of the cross. The preaching of the cross uh, is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us that believe it is the power of of God we preach Christ crucified and I'm not going to go to task on the fact that um, uh, it wasn't it wasn't a Marcel it wasn't at Athens but it was at least a little light on that Uh, and and I've found anytime I'm discouraged if I run to the cross if I run to the cross and see all that Christ sacrificed for me uh, the love of God that he has for me he died on the cross for you he, he took those nails for you, that scourging for you, that, that being spit upon and mocked and that laughed at, that, that, the, the whippings and the, the, the scars. He did that for us. Boy, it, it, it refocuses my attention on how much God loves me. For greater love hath no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. God commendeth, showed his love toward us and that while we were at centers, Christ died, Christ died, Christ died for us. And and so make sure you have the right friends when discouraged. Uh, Make sure you have the right focus when you're uh, discouraged. And again, here he is. He's just down a little bit. He's discouraged a little bit. He said... Uh, I'm with you. I was with you when I first came to Corinth in weakness and in fear and, uh, and in much trembling. That was my state of mind then. Uh, but I wanted to make sure I had the right friends. Not friends that drag me down, but friends that build me up. Uh, not friends that, that poke holes in my, 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 my uh, courage, but, but friends that bolster uh, that, that, that courage. And so, number one, uh, the, the focus on the right friends. And then, uh, number two, the focus on what Christ did for us, sacrificing his life for us. Put down number three. Uh, he said, when I was discouraged, boy, I wanted to make sure I had the right friends. I wanted to make sure I, uh, I had the right focus. And then I wanted to make sure I kept my eyes on the finish line. Uh, I kept my eyes, or number three, write it down, the fulfillment of his calling. The fulfillment of... Uh, of his calling. Uh, when we isolate, we're by ourselves, we're too discouraged to come to church, we're too discouraged to show up for small group, for life group, for Wednesday workshop. Uh, it's counterproductive. Uh, and, and then, when you're not focused on uh, all that Christ has done for you, dying and shedding his blood and uh, bearing your sins and, and the scars, the wounds, the scourging uh, that, that he went through for, for, for you, showing his love, uh, and, and, and then we have a tendency to be Short-sighted, short-sighted, well, it hurts today. I don't know that I can make it through this week. It's so hard uh, this month, Uh, and Paul basically was, uh, I want to make sure that I'm fulfilling why God called me, Uh, what his purpose was for me. Look at it in verse number 5. Verse number number 5, he testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. That's verse number 5. Look at verse number 6. And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, and so he shares Christ, he shares the gospel, uh, but they rejected the gospel. Uh, And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment, basically the dust, shaking the dust off his feet. He he, he shook his raiment uh, and said unto them, your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. Notice that phrase. Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. It's an interesting phrase. Your blood's not on me. Uh, your blood's on your own heads. When I witnessed to you, I I told you about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, I did what God called me to do. I fulfilled what God's calling was for my life. And so uh, your blood's not on me. Uh, I'm, I, I'm pure from. I'm, I'm clean from. And uh, your blood is on your own heads. In fact, he comes back to this in chapter 20 when he says, I'm pure from the blood of all men. He gives a reason why, verse 27, for I've not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. Why, my part is sharing Christ. My part is is teaching about Christ. My part is is sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now your part is receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul realized, no matter the results, if I do my part, if I do my part, if I fulfill my calling, uh, then their blood isn't on me. Their blood is on their own heads. And of course, uh, he's back referencing Ezekiel chapter 3. You're already thinking about it. Uh, When God told Ezekiel, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. Thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked man from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thy hands. His blood will I require at thy hands. You had the answer and didn't give it. Uh, you had the solution, Christ, and, and didn't give it. Uh, and when you're not warning the wicked of their wicked way, hey, they're going to die in their iniquity, but their blood will I require at, at thy hands. And in Acts chapter 20, when Paul's saying, I'm free from the blood of all men, he's basically saying, when I had a chance to tell someone about Christ, I told them about Christ. When I had a chance to share the gospel uh, with my uh, neighbor, my coworker, worker my, my friend, someone that I uh, was, was interacting with long enough to be able to point them to Jesus Christ. Hey, because I did that, I'm free from the blood of all men. Blood on his hands. He said, not me, but blood on their head because they rejected Christ. Uh, blood on their head. What's that referencing? If Ezekiel, blood on your hands, if you're not warning, uh, it's in Joshua. Remember when Joshua uh, and Israel came over into Canaan? Remember how Uh, Rahab the harlot helped the spies to spy out the land, and they told Rahab uh, the harlot, take a scarlet thread, hang it uh, from from your house, that scarlet thread, that blood-colored thread. Uh, Make sure that scarlet, that blood-covered thread covers your house, uh, and it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the door of thy house uh, or into the street. Now, uh, if they're in your house, that blood-covered house. Uh, If they're inside of your house, that that blood-covered house. Much like the Passover lamb, where uh, the blood of the Passover lamb was uh, in that threshold and with hyssop. Uh, they applied the blood of the Passover to the lentil uh, and the doorpost of the house. To the, to the uh, lentil uh, and doorpost of the house, and that, that blood-covered house would have safety. That blood-covered heart would have safety. And Joshua says about uh, that scarlet thread, that blood-colored thread, he said, now, uh, whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, but will be guiltless. Well, if we're not warning, then their blood is on our hands, but, but all we do is warn, all we do is witness, all we do is point people to Christ. It's up to them to receive Jesus Christ for themselves. And so uh, if we're warning, we're witnessing, then then as Paul said, uh, their blood isn't on our hands, uh, but if they reject Christ, their blood is on their own. Is anybody with me at all? Uh, That's why in verse number six, he could say, uh, I gave you the gospel. Uh, You rejected the gospel. uh, And then he shook his raiment. Uh, He he basically shook the dust of that the ground off of his feet, and uh, your blood now is on your own head. And so Paul, a little discouraged when he uh, leaves Mars Hill and comes to Corinth. A little discouraged, but, but he's dealing with that, uh, and one of the ways he, he's dealing with it is with his friends. friends. Make sure you have the right friends. He that walketh with wise men shall be lifted and encouraged, Uh, shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Well, how can I tell if he's a foolish person? Next chapter, uh, go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceivest not in him the lips of understanding. Boy, if he's critical and negative and backbiting and gossiping, hey, he's not helping your your spirit. He's not helping your your encouragement. In fact, uh, he's harming that. Because evil communications always do corrupt good manners. And so uh, make sure you, you, you deal with the friends. And then uh, also make sure that you uh, deal with your focus. If you're discouraged, your focus. Uh, make sure you're focusing on the cross and what Christ did for you, how, how he took your sins, he bared your cross. And then uh, make sure you're, you're looking towards the finish line. The finish line. Uh, too many times we're running the wrong race. And our race isn't about how big of a house do we own. Our race isn't a, a what kind of a pay scale are we at? Or uh, what's our bank account? Or, or uh, how much, uh, how much uh, uh, fleshly enjoyment am I having? Hey, that's the wrong race. The race that God gave Paul was, be ye witnesses. And ye shall be witnesses unto me. Well, that's the race we run. Uh, And Paul said, when I focus on that, I can control that. I can make sure I control that. I I can't control what someone does with the gospel that I give them, but I do have control over whether I give them the gospel. Uh, And so the fulfillment of his calling. But then number four, write it down. The flourishing of the converts. The flourishing uh, of the converts. And so the friendship, the focus, the fulfillment, the fulfillment, the finish line. Uh, Didn't Paul say... I'm now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. Uh, I've uh, fought a good fight. I've uh, kept the faith. I've finished my course. i finished my course. But then along the way, uh, taking note of what God's doing through him, the flourishing of the converts, look at verse 7. Uh, and he departed thence and... Uh, entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all of his house. And many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed. And were baptized. Paul could rest assured that his sacrifices were making a difference in this town. Uh, what he did, the sacrifices that he made, were making an impact for eternity. Now, Don't miss the contrast. At Athens, he had a lot of comfort. He had very few converts, and he left discouraged. Uh, In other places, he had very little comfort. In fact, they tried to kill him a couple of times. They they stoned him, at least once. They beat him with rods. They they whipped him and scourged him and uh, imprisoned him. And so uh, other places, he had very little comfort, but he had a whole lot of converts, And he left encouraged. You see, at Athens is the one place, one of the only places where uh, he wasn't railed on and attacked and scourged and uh, and beaten up and, and stoned and imprisoned. And so he had a lot of comfort there, a lot of comfort there. But for Paul, it wasn't about comfort when he had few converts there discouraged. But he was willing to very gladly spend and be spent uh, at at other places, he was stoned, he was uh, criticized, he was lying, he was slandered, he was uh, imprisoned. Other places, hey, had not much comfort at all, but, 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 but he had a whole lot of converts, uh, and that's where he gauged, that's what he based. Cared very little for physical comfort, cared greatly for spiritual converts, basically, Wait, I, I could care less really about uh, am I beaten, am I maligned, am I uh, criticized, am I, am I attacked. I, I care very little about that. But, but I do care a whole lot about am I reaching people with the gospel of Christ. Put down number five. Uh, it, has discouragement knocked on the door of your, uh, your life? Uh, make sure you're focusing on your friends. The friendship uh, of his companions. Have the right friends. Uh, make sure your focus is on the cross, what Christ did for you, how uh, he gave his life uh, for you. Uh, make sure you're, you're, you're looking to the finish line, fulfilling the calling, the fulfilling the calling of what uh, God's called you to do, uh, the fulfillment of his calling, and then uh, the flourishing of his converts. Uh, whether you're impacting your kids or impacting a class or uh, encouraging a neighbor or sharing the gospel with someone else, the flourishing of his converts. And then number five, the fellowship with Christ. The fellowship with Christ. Look at verse number 9. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. Does everyone see that in verse number 9? I mean, every one of those phrases would be breathing life into Paul. Every one of those blurbs would be uh, breathing encouragement into him. Uh, When Christ said, uh, be not afraid, but speak. When when God said, uh, hold not thy peace. When, When God said, I'm with thee, no man shall harm thee. I have much people in the city. Boy, that would have brought courage and encouragement. But the most encouraging part of that message isn't the message. The most encouraging part of that message is who was giving him that message. God was with him. Christ was right beside him. Um, From God's lips to his heart, uh, leaning in and whispering in his spirit, whispering in his ear, hey, God was the one that was with him every step of the way. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Well, you may not be going through discouragement right now, but but keep the outline, okay? Uh, Because someday you will. Uh, And and one of the easiest, best, quickest ways to get through that that dark day of discouragement is by by walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, realizing the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Uh, He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Uh, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, no matter how discouraging it is, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Having an awareness of his thereness. <laughs> an awareness of his thereness. Say it with me. Uh, an awareness of his thereness. Say it with me. Uh, an awareness of his thereness. That's what Paul said when he said, Demas hath forsaken me. Uh, Having loved this present world, departed Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia, only Luke is with me. And so those positive encouragers weren't there, weren't there. Uh, and then he goes on to say, uh, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. That, that negative, that negative uh, attacks were there. Uh, and then he said, and my first answer, no man stood with me, uh, but all men forsook me. And then he goes on to say, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me, uh, and the Lord strengthened me. One and God. One plus God equals a majority. One plus Christ equals a majority. Boy, it looked bad for uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, Someone said there were realtors. My shack, your shack, and a bungalow. But anyway, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, boy, it looked looked dark for them as they were being uh, tied, bound, as they were being... Uh, 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 led to that, that furnace that was heated up seven times how it uh, normally was, and then uh, cast into that fire. Uh, it seemed bad when they were cast into that fire, uh, but, but, but when they looked in and they saw a fourth man like unto the Son of God that was walking around with them, that was right there fellowshipping and uh, right there with them. Uh, and, and keep in mind also, when they looked in, uh, those those uh, 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 binds, those, those shackles had been burned away. Those, those ropes had been burned away. Uh, the door was open. They could have walked out, but they still were staying in the fire because to them it, it was better to be with Christ in the fire, with Christ in the fire. Uh, I'd rather have the presence of Christ in the fire than to be all by myself in the most comfortable place in the world. Is everybody still with me? put down number six, number six, discouragement, discouragement, encouraged at Corinth, encouraged uh, at Corinth, Uh, and when you get these down, the right friends, not critical, negative, Boy, you ever notice how negative people can just weigh on you, just drain you, Um, that's Bible, that's Bible, Uh, make sure you have the right friends, And then make sure you have the right focus, focusing on all that Jesus Christ did for you. And then uh, the fulfillment of your calling, the finish line, making sure you're doing uh, what uh, God has called us to do, witnessing and getting the gospel out. And then uh, the flourishing of the converse, the fellowship with Jesus Christ. Uh, And that's what will cause us to be able to get to number six, the faithfulness in his consistency. On good days, he did the same thing he did on the bad days. Uh, On the bad days, he ministered in the same way he did on the good days. Uh, When things are up and when things are down. When things are easy and when things are hard. uh, Look at it in verse number 11. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. Doing what he's always done. Consistently exalting Christ. Consistently loving the people. Consistently Uh, encouraging and blessing. Uh, And it didn't really matter what he was going through. He had an answer for that. The right friends, an answer for that. Focus on the cross, an answer for that. Uh, Making sure you look at the finish line, an answer for that. Uh, The flourishing of his converts, look at the difference you're making, an answer for that. Uh, Walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's when you can have faithfulness in your consistency. Edgar Albert Guest wrote it this way when things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must but never quit. Life is odd with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. Uh, and many a failure turns about uh, when he might have won it had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You might succeed with one more blow. Often the goal is nearer than It seems to the faint and faltering man, often the struggler has given up. Uh, when he might have captured the victor's cup, he learns too late when the night slips down how close he was to that golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tent of clouds of doubt, Uh, and you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar, so stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worse that you must not quit. And though Paul may not have quoted that poem, okay, uh, I I think we see it in his life how in Lystra uh, he was stoned. They thought he was dead. In Antioch, they... They kicked him out of town, expelled him from the city uh, in in, in Iconium. Uh, They threatened, and then all the ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. Uh, I'm always a little surprised that he went on a second missionary journey journey, uh, when you consider all that he went through on the first. That he went on a third missionary journey when when you consider all he went through on the first. But I think that, that Paul, during this time, we can at least see that Hey, I have a couple answers to this discouragement. A, a, a couple of ways to approach that. And I think the biggest one is fellowshipping with Christ. Fellowshipping with Christ. Uh, and the key to that is if you've never been saved, if you've never received Christ as your Savior, if you've never had that time and a place where you realized, I'm not good enough to make it to heaven on my own, we're all in the same boat. We've all sinned, come short in glory about all of us. There's none righteous, no, not one. None of us are good enough to make it to heaven on our own. That's why God sent Jesus to die in our place to take our sins, to to pay the penalty that we owe. And it's when you realize that. It's when I had to stop and realize being baptized as a baby doesn't get me to heaven. My confirmation that I went through doesn't get me to heaven. My church membership that that I was a part of doesn't get me to heaven. It wasn't until I realized I'm not good enough. And I bowed my head, I opened my heart, and I received Jesus Christ alone, trusting Him, what He did for me, receiving Him as my Savior. He is the one that gets me to heaven. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.